Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show. Where we get up close and personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have David Lee Jones with us today. He's a music artist who has made a huge impact throughout his career. He holds a Carolina Music Award for Best Country Male Artist for five years running. And we're excited to have him on. So welcome yeah. to the show. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. You know, I always like to start the show out kind of the same way. I'm sure next year it'll be different because mm -hmm. we're kind of on the other side of the pandemic. We but are, thankfully. I still like to talk about that. As you know, last couple of years have been rough for a lot of people, um, but oh, yeah. especially entertainment. So how did that affect you and what did, what did you do to get through it? Um, actually, we, I was lucky. Thanks to uh, your state of Georgia and um, North mm -hmm. Dakota. I was still able to work through the pandemic, not as much. We went yeah. down from, I was doing maybe 200 shows a year oh, and wow. it dropped to maybe a hundred, 110. It, it wow. probably wow. cut in half, but I was still able to go to Georgia. I was still yeah. able to go I guess we live in Savannah, so we get what you're saying. We get, uh, we were the first state to open back up. Cause I played in uh I normally, I have like a regular schedule over in Lions, about an hour from you guys. Oh, okay. And uh, we play a place called Kerrigan's over there, Kerrigan's Country, I think it's what it's called. And, okay. and they stayed wide open. Um, I, wow. I, I don't remember a time I had anything scheduled there and they said, well, we're shut down. We can't, you can't come. I was, <laughs> wow. And um, North Dakota, Mandan and Minot, North Dakota, I have re regular schedules out there. And um, they stayed open for the most part. They shut down for a few weeks, but luckily it was weeks that I wasn't scheduled to be there. So, ah, um, right. so that so worked. Yeah. There. Casper, Wyoming, we played during the, the pandemic. So uh, it, it cut everything in half, but it didn't literally shut me down to where I was sitting home and not doing anything. So. So we were lucky. We were real lucky. Yeah, I mean, because mm -hmm. we were in Georgia, too. So we get it because, like, you know, a lot of people thought we were crazy when we told them that, you know, by August 2020, we were back fully in the church. Exactly. We were. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and because, again, we were so excited that Georgia was, again, we were either the craziest guinea pigs or we going to prove everybody that can still work. Either way, but we opened up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it worked for me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we launched a show like a couple months before, you know, January 2020. So a couple months before everything. We did. And our mm -hmm. original plan was maybe 100 interviews that first year. thought if we could do that, be a mm -hmm. great foundation. And then as everything started getting shut down, I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this could be a blessing in disguise for us because now everybody has time. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and, and because of that, we did over 300 interviews that first year and we're at 600 oh, now. Wow. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and it really catapulted us because it we've did. got, we got guests like a Randy Travis, Sarah Evans mm -hmm. and people like that, that we could have never imagined getting it before the pandemic. Oh yeah. Think the pandemic changed a lot of things for a lot of people. I'm actually communicating with people I never thought I would communicate with because it all started during the pandemic. So um, like like your Randy Travis's and Sarah Evans and, and even um, some of the newer guys, Luke Combs and uh, like yeah. that, you know, because of the pandemic, it's like for fear of sounding arrogant, but it's like they went from here to down here where we are mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And, right. and everybody's, kind of it brought everybody down to the same level on the same playing field and the communication just completely opened up it didn't matter what level your own how many shows you're doing a year how much money you're making how many zeros you got behind your paycheck everybody mm -hmm. kind of dropped right down and we were on the same level and communicating and just trying to figure things out and to me for me being um an independent artist and I consider myself on that lower tier, you know, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. it, it made a big difference for me to actually be able to communicate with people that has been doing it for 20 and 30 years and making million dollars a show, you know, That's so cool. yeah. it made a, the pandemic did that good thing for, for guys like me. 
but at the same time, those that were up there making all that, it, it kind of shut them down for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, yeah. something I think that we can learn from the pandemic, too, is, you know, we've always had this technology. But I think that what's going to happen in the future, and I've already started seeing it, is where you do your live shows. But mm -hmm. you also set up your live streams with the show so that while you're doing the show, people around the world can still watch you, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm <laughs> still trying to get all that up and running because um, what we do, I don't have a sound technician. I don't have yeah. a light. Mm -hmm. It's just the four of us on the road. We do it all. And, yeah. You're and just grinding it out. Oh, yeah. And stream the whole show means I have to put my phone somewhere to actually record the show. And I don't trust just sitting my phone up and there's people around the club that can just pick up and take off. Right. <laughs> but see, if I had somebody that could supervise all that, then yeah. mm -hmm. we could do every show. But I'm I'm just weary of setting my phone up and oh, walking yeah. to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, trying to figure all that out. I can see it. The audience right. is watching you. And then all of a sudden they go up and they're like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And then the stream goes down the hall into the elevator. And <laughs> yeah. That would be, oh man, that would be bad. That would be real bad. <laughs> be real bad. Mm -hmm. But it might would catch who stole it without realizing it. Yeah. Cause it I would all be documented. Mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people, they, you know, they see you and they see the glory and all this, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, oh. the struggles it takes to get any level within oh. entertainment. And I always want to talk about that side of, so tell us a little bit about the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through in your career so far. Okay. Well, I can tell you um, recently this week, as a matter of fact, um, we were in Mandan, North Dakota uh, last week and we left on Sunday I wanted to leave Sunday morning, but it ended up being uh, about 4.30 Sunday afternoon because there was 24 inches of snow on the ground. Ooh, <laughs> and, oh, wow. And see, and people don't see all that, you know, because we yeah. wake up. I woke up Thursday morning. Um, we were staying in an Airbnb there, and we woke up Thursday morning, and there was 18 inches of snow on the ground Thursday morning. When we oh, were, wow. oh, wow. yeah, we literally had to dig the truck out to get to the club to to work that Thursday night because <laughs> the club owner, well, the club the club manager told me she says, well, you don't have to come if you don't want to if it's going to be too difficult, and I'm like, well, is that going to affect my money? Because you know, <laughs> out here, that's that's the whole process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is we're making money to pay bills. And she's mm -hmm. like, if you don't work, it's going to affect your money. I said, well, then we're going to be there, you know. <laughs> so at this point, it's like 3.30 in the afternoon. We're outside with um, just our feet kicking snow away from the tires so we can actually uh, move the truck. Yeah. And even at that point, I went out several times and just put the truck in drive in reverse and just rocked it back and forth. So mm -hmm. when it was time to go, maybe I'd have enough space that I could just gas on it and get on through the snow and, and get out to the street. But, uh, that's one struggle. I mean, and then we drive from Mandan, North Dakota to here in Grantville, Pennsylvania all week. It's, mm -hmm. and the, it's like the snow followed us everywhere we went, it was snowing. And wow. I mean, that's, that's one of the, the traveling part of it. People don't realize, um, I'm the only one that drives. So oh, wow. I'll drive 14, 16 hours and then we'll stop, get gas. I'll take a nap and then we're driving some more. You know? wow. mm -hmm. And, but you know, that's just a part of it. Then once we like get to the venue, depending on the size of the venue, I have like different setups that I do for the show. Yeah. And the bigger setup, we have a 10 foot truss with lights and we've got, um, about 32 lights that we put up on the stage mm -hmm. and all, mm -hmm. the, all the sound equipment and stuff. We set all that up ourselves. And well, uh, like, say, if showtime is eight o'clock, normally I like to be set up 
and sound check by lunchtime. Sure. So mm-hmm. starting 9.30, 10 in the morning to get everything done before the place opens, like this place here is inside a hotel and okay. it's a bar and a restaurant that opens at four o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah. So when we got here from driving all the way from North Dakota, we were inside the club at 930. And, oh, wow. I'm, and I woke up somewhere <coughs> in earlier that day. So, uh, well, earlier that morning. So yeah. started driving at maybe 415 that morning. So we drove from there all the way here and then set up the show and sound checked everything, went and got something to eat. And I was finally able to lay back down um, Wednesday evening about seven o'clock. <laughs> and with you being married, I'm sure that's a sacrifice in itself. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm married. I got kids at home. I got my, my third is in college at Appalachian State University. And uh, oh. so uh, it's it's tough because I left home to pick my guys up in Nashville on October 6th. And we haven't been back. And oh, wow. so um, having. No, we was in Nashville home, on October 6th. We were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Day well, after having, anniversary. Yeah. Having small kids at home, it's a little tougher um, for our 24 year old. You know, she's grown. So she sees us when she can see us anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. but my uh, my little boy's 11. My little girl's nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a big age difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they're from a previous marriage. My okay. my first wife passed in uh, 2013 when they were real small. So, uh, um, yeah. but I mean, the the woman I'm married to now, Amy Jones, she's uh she stepped into that role and she's their mom and wow, wow, mm-hmm. she like they're hers and they love her like she's theirs. So, yeah. every, I was lucky. I was lucky there that all that you know, happened the way it did. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it, it's, it's still tough because the kids need their dad and yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. And they always, uh, they always understand that this is my job and, and uh, it's what pays the bills, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and they know when I leave. Um, my whole goal from the time I walk out the door is to get back home. So, yeah. But, uh, and, and see a lot of people don't, don't see, all they see, we get up on stage, we play music. We they see the glory music. part. They don't yeah. see all the other stuff. Yeah. They don't see that I work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And and that's that's basically my job. When I'm not on stage, I'm either like doing these things with you guys or I'm calling mm-hmm. and messaging and texting, trying to book stuff so we can you know keep the money coming in because mm-hmm. There's going to be a point where I'm I'm getting on up in age, so there's going to be a point where it's just going to stop, you know. <laughs> I'm not ready for it to stop yet, but there's going to I'm going to be like, this is it. This is this is the last one. So yeah, you need to be at the Blake Shelton level when you get there, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I, can, <laughs> yeah. I, I can just go fishing and hunting, and and the checks are still coming in from the from the album. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the dream, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, I've I've been working at it now for about thirty years, and wow. I'm a lot closer than I was, but I'm not as close as I want to be. <laughs> you know, we definitely get that. You know, even doing our show, you know, we have big dreams for this show and all that, and we grind it out, and people see the enjoyment we have when we're on the show. Mm-hmm. They don't see the rejections, we emails that we get. Now we don't get on the road like you do, you know, but we still have our share of that things we we got to balance you know we got a 10 year old and a three-year-old you got to balance all that and, mm-hmm. yes <laughs> and i have to reach out to hundreds of people a month to try to book shows and you know it, it you know it gets tiring at times it does. Oh, yeah. uh, i i'm constantly exhausted I, <laughs> I mean just sitting here in this hotel room after we get done with this i'll work the rest of the day until showtime at wow. Eight. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's just me. I, I work nonstop. It's, it's, now, now let's flip the script and talk about what makes it worthwhile. What are a few wow moments that you've had um, in your career so far? I've I've opened for a lot of 
what I would call now my heroes. Um, oh, yeah. I've, I've opened for Johnny Paycheck. I've opened <laughs> for Waylon Jennings. Wow. Mark Haggard. And then, you know, your newer artists, Brooks and Dunn, um, before uh, Troy passed, Montgomery Jennings. Oh, okay. um, Keith Urban, Toby Keith. There's there's a long list. Blake Shelton. When Blake Shelton first came out, uh-huh. I, um, I was playing a lead guitar with a band called Eight Second Ride, and we were like the regular national act opener. So anybody that came through Raleigh, North Carolina, nine times out of ten, we were opening for. Them. Oh wow! So, oh yeah. So I've I've opened <coughs> for a lot of people whose music that I'm playing today. So that's that's probably the biggest wow moment. And then, you know, winning a Carolina Music Award for the first time in right. 2018, Luke Combs was in that category with me in 2018. Oh, oh wow. wow. And I won. And I wasn't even I wasn't even there to be able to accept the award because we were in uh not Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Virginia. Um I show up there that night. So my wife and my oldest daughter went and they accepted it and and it was like what was that like for them? Oh, my daughter was excited. She was all over Snapchat. <laughs> she said, My dad beat Luke Combs. It was all over Snapchat. <laughs> and, uh, for me, it was at the same time, it was a real exciting moment because he already had like number ones on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. For him to be in that category and I win that category was like amazing but at the same time i'm thinking he's winning cmas and ac <laughs> probably don't care you know but <laughs> i don't look at that part of it i just look at the part that i won and he was there in that category so but um that's probably the biggest thing i've i've been a carolina music award winner for the past five years wow. and i look at both sides of it you know i look at the fact that I'm out here doing this and people like what I do, that's why they're voting for me. But at the same time, I look at, I'm probably the only one out here in that category doing what I'm doing because yeah. it's supposed to be North Carolina and South Carolina artists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I honestly think I'm the only one that's in that category that's like tour nationally. So <laughs> I have again, for fear of sounding arrogant, I have a bigger fan base than a lot of these these guys that are in that category. So yeah. at the same time, it feels good to win it, but the humble part of me feels like sometimes it's not fair because I'm kind of doing it on a bigger scale than what everybody else is doing. It's but, like you want to go to that next level. Right, right. Yeah. And <clears throat> I want to see somebody else that's that's the difference between me. I meet a lot of people that don't see things the same way that I do. You know, I I'm glad that I'm out here doing what I'm doing, but at the same time, I want to see some of these other guys come out here and do it too. You know, yeah. I don't I I'm not the type to say, well, you know, this is what I'm doing. You stay where you're at, and let me stay where I'm at, and everybody's fine. I want to grab them and bring them with me. You know, because there's a just like this past year. There's a lot of great talent in North and South Carolina that were in that category with me. And one of the guys, his name's Zach Williams. Mm-hmm. He actually opened the show um, singing a song that he wrote. And just as soon as I heard him open his mouth, I knew right then I'm not going to win this category. This guy yeah. is going to take it. And I still won. But at the same time, me and this me and this kid now are, are friends. I'm friends with his parents. Mm-hmm. And um, I keep telling his mom all the time, when he gets in a spot where he can leave his job for a little while, I want to bring him on the road with me. Oh, and wow. and awesome. at, at some point, he opens my show, and then he gets to where we are now, and then maybe I can quit and run sound for him. <laughs> don't have to work so hard if i'm running town for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> you just hop so, in the bus and go right and then exactly. and hook it yeah. up when you get there exactly so i mean that that's just me of who i am i you know i appreciate what i'm doing 
but I would I would love to see some of these other guys come out here and do it too, you know, because I'm just that's just the way I was raised, I guess. It's it's not all about me. It's about everybody else. Love that. You know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that this could be a career? Um probably as far back as I can remember. I'm gonna say three years old because wow. I saw Elvis perform when I was three on television. <laughs> Okay. And at that point, I told my mama, my mama was a big Elvis fan. And I told her at three years old, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I, I want to sing and be Elvis. That's exactly what I told her. And oh, wow. of course, over the years, I haven't tried to be Elvis, but Elvis, to me, for what I do, Elvis has been my role model, you know. You you have a lot of critics, especially a lot of vocal critics that said Elvis was probably the worst singer that ever stepped on stage. But <laughs> for what he did, the entertainment factor of it, he didn't have to sing. He could have just stood there. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and they'd still faint. Yeah. yeah. So Elvis has always been like the focal point for me. I've, I've, I kind of try to do my show in that aspect, but, um, I don't think I would ever want to be on a level that he was at where, you know, people have to shut down theaters just so I can go to a movie and, and stuff like that. I've never wanted to be what I would call famous. You well, know? Think about what Taylor Swift is going through right now. She shut down Ticketmaster. True. True. Yeah. I, I saw that a few days ago and I was like, wow. <laughs> That's just crazy. <laughs> but and, I mean, it is just nuts. I mean, I guess she's kind of our modern day Elvis in a way. Right. Yeah. And I've always told people to ask me, you know, have you ever wanted to be famous? And to me, famous to me is to walk in the grocery store at my house and in the hometown that I live in and somebody say, Hey David, how are you doing? To me. Uh, yeah. And I just recently, um, talking about that i just recently made the cover of our local magazine at home huh. so, okay. um, mm -hmm. it's called uh washington the magazine and it's online anybody can look it up and google it but i actually made the cover of that and they did a, a big article i thought i was doing an article for the newspaper yeah. and after i won the the carolina music award this year just a few weeks ago and um i thought that i was interviewing for the newspaper and then it turns out um, they put me on the cover of a magazine and um, used a lot of my wife's photos that she had taken of me inside the magazine in the article. So uh, she's excited about that because her her photography made the cover of a magazine. <laughs> so it's uh, it's been a, a big deal for me you know, locally because now I feel like people know who I am, where I live. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I travel all over this country and and. And people recognize me. I was recognized in a gas station in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, a few years back, I was recognized in a Walmart in Casper, Wyoming. And, of course, at the time, we had a bus, and my bus was in the parking lot. So I kind of I think that had something to do with it, too. You know? <laughs> but um, I'm still was, humble. I was, yeah. I was, I was looking for a TV to put in my bedroom in the bus at the time. And this lady walks up, and she's like, are you David Lee Jones? And... I'm looking like I've got, you know, or she's got 15 heads. And I'm thinking, how do you know who I am? You know? And uh, she's like, you, they play your music on the radio out here. And I'm like, okay. And I told her, I said, you know, how do you recognize me? I said, well, I know my bus is out front. She's like, oh, we know who you are. And I'm like, and, you know, it feels good, but at the same time, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I go places and people are like, hey, that's David Lee Jones. And I'm like, what? Am I on the news? <laughs> Have I done? Yeah. You, you know, that's why fame. some people stick to songwriting because they don't want the fame, but they would still like to be part of the music oh. industry. And yeah. so you would never hear who they are. And, and they got a lot of money because of songwriting. <laughs> like when Chris Stapleton first came out, you know, he wrote number ones for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I still remember when he won the ACM award in his speech, 
he thanked everybody else. He said, because y'all bought my house. And Ooh, uh-huh. even, even at that point, he's winning this big award, but yet he's still humble to thank everybody else that recorded his music. And, and, and for me, I guess that's kind of the way I am. You know, I write, I write my own stuff and I've even pitched a few songs to, you know, Nashville. And of course, nobody's picked it up, but at the same time, I would love for like Blake Shelton, Alan Jackson, or somebody like that to cut one of my songs because then mm-hmm. I'm buying it. <laughs> so, but I, I mean, that's like I remember the story of um, where a guy was performing you many years ago in Nashville and he was a songwriter, he wasn't really an artist, and he was performed his song. And if I understand it correctly, a guy walks up to him and tells him, you know, I'm new to Nashville. I'm here to get a record deal. When I get a record deal, I want to cut that song. And he eventually got the record deal and it was the dance and it was Garth Brooks. Oh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine that all of a sudden? Because I'm sure that guy was probably like, yeah, I've heard that, you know. (laughs) And then here it is. He's now he's that guy has been writing all. All, all these years with Garth, you know? <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Garth, Garth is doing great things in Nashville. He, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but, um, you know, he's getting his own bar in Nashville. Yeah. We, we we've have, seen it. Yeah. We, we've <laughs> seen which building it is. Yeah. And, um, from what I understand, he is putting a police headquarters on Broadway. Yep. I read about that. Yep. Yeah, I read he, about that. That's awesome. On money and to to increase the police presence on Broadway because mm-hmm. it's yeah. getting really bad there from what I understand. And yeah, because every time we go visit Broadway, we I mean Nashville, I mean you get you can't go to Nashville without going to Broadway. So we right. always go to yeah, Broadway. It it does get I mean, we take our kids with us too, but it does get rowdy. It does. And the later it gets, the worse it gets. <laughs> And we've noticed like mm-hmm. for us to be honest with you i like my favorite time to go to broadway would be a friday or saturday night after 9 p.m because yeah. you can walk in the middle of the roads yeah yeah then, then, then the, it's not the as but then it's not as bad mm-hmm. you know because again if you go down there like nine o'clock on a thursday night you're ha- you're scorched up with all the people on, on the, the sidewalks sidewalk. exactly. friday and saturday night they block off broadway and now you can just Plenty walk down broadway and just enjoy oh yeah definitely and- to me, um, that's what they call the primetime shifts, and you're going to hear all the best music at that point. Yeah. Friday's mm-hmm. night after 9 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Of course, me personally, I'm all country. I've always been country. Um, I did play heavy metal back in the day, but oh, wow. uh, mm-hmm. I grew up listening to country. Old Hank, Hank Sr., and, uh, Roy Acuff, that's what my dad used to listen to, Conway. <laughs> That, uh, mm-hmm. I strayed a little while and went towards the Metallica and Megadeth and Anthrax and all that. Yeah. But for me, it's real country and Nashville's not so much anymore. You know, you can go down on Broadway now and hear just as much rock and roll as you do country. And it's true. That's one of the reasons I feel like subconsciously I never wanted to move to Nashville. Because I'm trying to make it music city, not country music city. Right, right. And I remember the first time I went to Nashville was about 25 years ago. And it didn't matter what what bar you walked into. There was a fiddle player and a steel guitar player. In oh, wow. And, and they're few and far between. Now, there's maybe one or two. I think you can go to Robert's. And, okay, yeah. And Layla's, you can still hear like the steel guitar country. And, and I'm a big fan of Music City Bar and Grill in the Nashville Palace out towards Opry Mills. Um, oh, yeah. That's that's real country out there. You, <laughs> you're going to hear um, rock and roll in either one of those clubs at all. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and when you go to Nashville, go to Music City Bar and Grill. My buddy Tom Baker plays there. He's originally from North Carolina. And if you huh. like good what I call real country music, Keith Whitley, Vern Gosden, and stuff like that. Tom is probably the best in town. I I, I will say oh, that. Well. 
Love that. Now, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people see you, but they don't see the team around you. In our opinion, teams never get love. They but on our show, they get a little oh. love. So take sure. a few moments and tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, um, right now on the road, uh, my bass player, Sean Janae, he's from right there in Nashville. He's originally from Stockton, California. Um, he's probably the best musician I've ever stepped on stage with. He He's a phenomenal bass player. He's a great guitar player. He's a phenomenal drummer. He writes his own music. And the music that he writes is actually alternative rock. But huh. wow. when it comes to country music, he can sure play it. That's for sure. And my guitar player is Jeremy Leeks. He actually has his own um, guitar company called Leeks Guitars. Huh. And he he didn't play a note of country music until he stepped on stage with me October the 7th. And <laughs> he's originally a rock and roll guitar player, but he uh you're converting everybody else. oh yeah he he's doing the job. <laughs> and um i'm i'm hoping he's gonna stick around while he says he is um my drummer is mike carson of course jeremy he's originally from indiana but he lives in uh nashville now my drummer is mike carson he's originally from indiana as well um he lives in nashville and he plays on broadway some um And I want to say Mike's a rock and roll guy, too. (laughs) But it's funny because we all have kind of country roots, but we all have rock and roll roots, too. And that um, that what that's what and rock really does blend a lot with country. It's I don't it's 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 really weird because (laughs) um, my show, my show is unique because I tell everybody they ask me well, what kind of music you play and i always say the only kind country but at the same time i tell people we play everything from merle haggard to metallica because mm-hmm. yeah the musicians are so diverse we can play all that yeah mm-hmm. and what makes it unique i've seen like rock and roll bands try to play country and it doesn't sound country <laughs> I've to play rock and roll and it doesn't sound like rock and roll but yeah. i can tell everybody and i guarantee 100 percent our country sounds like country our southern rock sounds like southern rock and once we get into like the metallica and the slayer um it sounds like metallica and slayer we <laughs> we have that much diversity that whatever genre of music we're playing it sounds like you hear it on the radio it's yeah uh, it's, yeah and right now I'm working with uh, two gyms entertainment out of Nashville, Miss Marnie Erickson. Oh, and yes. we, like her. we love her. Yeah. And um, she's, uh, we signed us a little contract. We've been friends for years. And I was joking with her and I told her, I said, you know, I'll sign this deal with you. I said, but you got to work for me just as hard as I work for me because <laughs> it's, it's been a regular thing. People want to work with me. And then, you know, when the contract, time is over with we look at what i've done and then we look at what they've done and yeah it's like 90 it's like you could have done it yourself yeah exactly so i told her i said you know if we're gonna work together you gotta work for me because mm-hmm. i don't stop working and so far i mean she's booked me with you guys so we're doing something <laughs> <laughs> Love but, that. Uh, awesome so we signed a six-month contract and once uh once that's over with we're gonna look at it and and I don't see any any problem with signing another one. So that's that's really the only team I got. And my wife at home, she uh, she's the reason that I'm doing this. I used to yeah. just mm-hmm. pretty nights around home, and and she told me she said if you want to to get where you need to be, you need to get out there and do it. So she's yeah. mm-hmm. kind of to start touring. And and at one time, um, I was driving trucks. And I was working for a guy that would actually let me get off for three or four weeks and go and, and do this and then go home and, and get right back in my truck and go right back to work. But in 2018, I left in August for a four week run. And I called him three days before we were getting ready to leave to come back home. And the conversation didn't 
strike me as, um, well, when you come back home, um, we go back to work and everything's fine. His exact words were, well, we'll talk about it when you get home. Uh, yeah. That registered in my in my mind. Well, I don't have a job, so yeah, mm -hmm. job from now on. So, <laughs> so and you've been yeah. this ever since. Huh? Yeah, I've been doing this since 2018, full time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. love that. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our we little do. ten year old that we bring on ask questions. So Sandy's going to go get him. I'll get it. Okay. And and while we're waiting for him to come in, what's next for you? Um. Well, I just had a birthday. <laughs> um, I'm a half a century old now. So oh, wow. um, I don't know if I've got a timeline that I'm working towards. And if it doesn't go up from here, once that timeline's up, I'll probably just go home. And I'll, uh, I'll still play music. I'll still write music. But... Um, as far as traveling around the country, if if it don't if it doesn't happen for me within this little window that I've got for myself, yeah, I'll probably I'll go home. I'll find a job at home and and be dad again. <laughs> <clears throat> but I, my, David. my kids enjoy the fact that I'm out here doing this because they're kind of known at school now and and everybody's like oh you're david lee jones's kid and they're like yeah but they my, like that part oh yeah my my little girl my nine-year-old she she's it's about exhausted for her you know she's every time she hears it now she rolls her eyes she's like yeah <laughs> daddy <laughs> so all right hi david so what's your favorite food say that again what's your favorite foods my favorite foods. Um, I like pizza. I like uh, any Italian food, spaghetti, lasagna, chicken Alfredo. Um, when we're on the road, probably a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. Because <laughs> I can grab it and go. Because so, what's yours? I, I nice pizza. I missed that. What? Uh, mine is pizza. Oh, pizza. Pizza's great. I love pizza. We'd eat it all day long if we could. There's a there's an Exxon right across the road from this hotel we're staying in. After the show every night, I go get a slice of pizza, and they <laughs> actually have macaroni and beef over there. So that's what oh, I wow. eat. Every <laughs> okay, so what's your TV show? Favorite TV show? Um, my favorite TV show that's not on TV anymore was the Dukes of Hazzard. Ah. Um, my favorite <clears throat> So now would probably have to be probably Yellowstone. Everybody well, we, loves. We had John Snyder come on the show recently. Oh, really? That, that was an interesting conversation. He's oh, really I, awesome. He's uh, I like John. John's really opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> that that's why when he come on, I knew you know I as you know I always ask the question about um, COVID and all that. Yeah, he was the one person that I didn't have never I did not go there because I knew where he stood, oh, and yeah. I knew, you know, with his opinions, he'd rant for 10, 20 minutes. <laughs> so I, I have watched him on Facebook Live for thirty <laughs> minutes ranting about the government and COVID. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably not a subject to go with John on. <laughs> yeah, I knew better than that, but but we had a great interview with him and all that. I'm sorry, my wife is calling. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but we had a great interview with him though he he was really um great that's awesome i've always liked john steiner him and tom Wopat both they're they're probably the nicest guys you would ever want to meet until you get on the wrong subject and then they go off <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's good to have you know you, you can't you don't want everybody to be the same right Right. And we need people that are opinionated. We need people on all sides opinionated because I think sometimes either side can dominate and then that's not good either. I think right. all we need to hear from all sides so that everybody can kind of see what's out there. Yeah, true. <clears throat> all right. Um, um, my favorite TV show is SpongeBob. Really? You, you yeah. like SpongeBob? Mm-hmm. And you're 10? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
I I like SpongeBob too. Um, when my kids my kids don't watch SpongeBob anymore, but I'd sit right down and watch them. And just I'd watch SpongeBob too. Patrick Patrick was probably be my favorite on SpongeBob because that's my favorite. Exactly. See, every everybody loves Patrick because he just he just kind of goes with it. You know, whatever you yeah. tell him to do, he's gonna do it. You know. <laughs> Okay, what's your movie? Um, Superman, obviously. Um, people call me Superman, so, and I called my dad Superman, and but not like I like the original Superman with Christopher Reeve. Um, yeah. To me, of course. Now I used to watch the Superman TV show too with George Reeves, but to me, Christopher Reeve was Superman. Once Chris, <laughs> once Chris died, <laughs> Superman died for me. You know. But um, <laughs> there's still some some great Superman movies now. But my favorite was probably um, the original Superman movie with Christopher Reeve. Yeah, love that. What's yours? All right, uh, mine is Minions. Now, see, that's a good one too. I like Minions too. Yes. My kids love Minions. Um, <laughs> which, what was that movie? Despicable Me, I think it was, mm-hmm. where the Minions were in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I really like that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think one of his favorites is Despicable Me too. But we just seen Minions to the Rise oh, of Gru. Yeah. It's in the theaters, and we we actually saw it in Nashville, which was pretty cool. Oh, cool! I haven't seen Minions two yet. Um, I think it's still in the theater, if I'm not mistaken. If it is, if it is in North Carolina, I'll have to take the kids when I get home for sure. They'll they'll love it. It's basically oh, yeah. of Gru when he was little. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so you get to see why he is the way he is. They really good made movie. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. We definitely got to see that. <laughs> All right. Bye, thanks. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely loves to be on the show. Oh, so yeah. If you, so if you could co write with any artist, who would it be? Alan Jackson. Ah, Absolutely. That's a good one. Yeah. He, to me, um, Alan Jackson would probably be my all-time hero. I mean, I I love Waylon, um, Merle, Willie, and all them, but Alan Jackson would be – he would be it for me. And yeah. I would say George Strait, but I don't think George writes a lot. But I know Alan yeah. writes a lot of his own stuff. So I would, I would love to sit down and write with Alan Jackson. Love that. <clears throat> so if you could bring back anybody who's passed on to spend a day with you and write, who would it be? Probably Waylon. Because uh, he wrote some good stuff too. Yeah. It would have to be Waylon Jennings. Love that. So where do you want to be in five years? Um, maybe have a few more zeros behind my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know. In in five years, I'd I'd like to still be doing this and be able to live a little bit better than what we're living and know that when I decide to retire, I don't have to work so hard until I die, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, if it doesn't happen for me in five years I'd like to go back to coaching baseball and and just being dad at home. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I enjoy every minute that I have at home. And being that we travel the way we do now, um, I probably overdo it while I'm at home, you know, because I want yeah. to spend as much time with my wife and my kids as I can because I know when I leave, it's at least three weeks, if not more. So, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Like so this let's look here was like seven. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. So let's look 15 years down the road. And let's say you are a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, you're there. What do you hope you never forget along that journey? How it all started. That's, that's the whole, that's the whole thing for me. It doesn't matter how far I go, how long I do it. I'll always remember being three years old, playing um, a Lowry teeny teeny organ in my mom and dad's single wide trailer, uh, and it doesn't matter 
how many places I go, how many stages I step on. Um, it all goes back to them at, at that point. Cause I know if I'd have never put my fingers on the keyboard, I'd never be doing this right now. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably be still be driving a truck. <laughs> <laughs> what inspires you? People. Honestly, people inspire me. Um, to be on stage and looking off the stage and people are having a good time, smiling, dancing, and singing the songs that I'm singing, especially singing my songs that I'm singing. Um, that inspires me to get up the next day and do it all over again. And it, it's always been that way for me. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I talk about paying bills and making money. If if we didn't have bills to pay and didn't need the money, I'd do it for free. Just because, <laughs> just because it, it's, it, it excites me to excite other people, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Awesome. Uh, what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Um... Probably being a good father and being able to balance um, work and home and just being a nice guy because I try to be. I, I wake up every day telling myself, you're not going to be ugly today. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, I'm not. You know, you you mm -hmm. meet one person that you just have to kind of lay it all lay it all out on the table for. But nine times out of ten, I get along with everybody, and I hope, if nothing else, people will remember that about me. Is I'm I'm easy to get along with with anybody. Yeah. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, never stop moving <laughs> forward, but never lose sight of where you came from. I had, I was in high school and I started playing in a country band at home when I was 19 and everybody else in that band were old enough to be my parents. <laughs> Guitar oh, wow. player. The guitar player, his name was Darwin Powell, and uh, he told me that. He said, yeah. if you're going to be a success in music, he said, never stop moving forward. He said, but don't ever forget where you came from. So, Love that. So, the advice. so as we close out here, we're kind of going along that advice also. Um, if so, What advice would you give that person that wants to do what you do? Um. Probably, I'd have to quote Steve Harvey. Just jump. <laughs> you never know. You never know that you you jump into it and go. And if if there's somebody out there that wants to play music for a living, you're never gonna find out unless you just do it. And mm -hmm. I was kind of not given a choice because when my boss man <laughs> told me, well, "We'll talk about it when we get home." That was my moment right there. Well, it's time for me to jump and yeah. we're going to jump head first and we're going to see what happens. And I've been doing it for five years, you know, and I I won't tell anybody that it's all sunshine and roses. <laughs> <It's not. laughs> um, there's there's been times where I've been on the road, something's happened and I didn't have any money to fix, you know, what broke down or, or what happened. And. I'll be the first to tell you when situations arise like that, I'm talking to God at that point. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking for a miracle. I'm looking for some kind of help. And, and I can honestly say when I've got in a situation where I couldn't help myself, I've always had help. Um, Love that. And I'm, I'll be the first one to tell you prayer works. Prayer. Yep. Is mm -hmm. real. Amen. But, you know, people will look at me and say, well, how can you talk about prayer and, and you're in a club and, and, you know, you don't go to church on Sunday morning 
And, you know, a lot of reasons I don't go to church on Sunday morning is because I'm in a club on Saturday night and I might not get home till five in the morning. And, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I know who my Lord and Savior is and I know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where I'm at. I can talk to him anytime. And yes. I need help. He'll help me. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so tell everybody how they can find you. Well, I'm on Facebook. Um, the actual address is facebook.com forward slash DLJ online. But I've actually been fortunate enough now. You can just Google David Lee Jones and I'm everywhere. So um, I do have a Twitter account. I've got a personal Snapchat account, but we haven't, I haven't really put that out there for people to join Snapchat yet. Cause the only friend I have on Snapchat is my wife. <laughs> from a buddy of mine but that's about it um so i've got twitter i've got facebook i've got instagram um there i got a tiktok channel um youtube and i have a website but it's down for maintenance right now we're kind of remodeling the whole website but when it's back on be davidleejones.org so um once we put it back up there and I'm on bands in town for anybody that wants to you know, find out where I'm at, they can follow me on bands in town. And the good thing about bands in town is once you follow me, if I'm within a hundred miles, bands in town will automatically send you an email to remind you that I'm going to be playing there. And I've actually, I had a, a calendar on my website that I always did manually. And I had like mm-hmm. all you could click on them and it would pull up a separate window for Google Maps and it would t- give you directions to the venue if you didn't know how to get there. But now with bands in town, they do all that stuff for you. Oh, so, that's great. So I've taken my old calendar off of the website. That's another thing we're you know in the process of doing. And I'm putting bands in town up there so you can it'll give you the option to go to bands in town and follow me. And um, it'll give you all all the dates from that website on my on my website so it it makes it a lot easier for me because when i go online to update my calendar it would take me two and a half three hours because yeah. there's the desktop side and then there's a mobile side where everybody sees on their phone and a lot of times it's not user friendly and i had to keep That's going back and forth yeah. and, and fixing stuff but with bands in town i can go on my phone put in the show date on their website and it automatically updates on my website. So we're hoping to get it back online in the next few weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love that. So, you know, we really enjoyed having you on today and we look forward to having you back one day down the road. I absolutely. I enjoyed it. I really did. All right. uh, thank, thank you. you. Have a Appreciate great day. your time. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.